0: From WYPR in Baltimore. Baltimore. It's a special edition of The Signal. Signal. Out of the block.
1: From the minds of Aaron Hankin and Wendell Patrick.
0: One hour of radio, one, one city, city block. Everybody's story. Everybody on the clock. You already know, we out here slanging it on East Patapsco. This
2: is 400 East Patapsco Avenue.
3: 400 East Patapsco Avenue. 400 East Patapsco Avenue. This is 400 East Patapsco Avenue.
4: Look at these streets. It ain't too much to do out here. What you think we doing? Like, you know what we doing. Like, you know what we doing. Working hard.
5: <laughs> My name is Doreen Boo. The store is Save On Food. The address is 413 East Patetsko Avenue. I went to Southwestern High, which I lasted literally a day. One day. I made it to ninth grade one day and couldn't do it. So I dropped out. That's why I'm hoping everything goes good with the store because I don't have an education. I'm very smart as far as doing things. I know pretty much I can do anything, but. Don't nobody want to hear that. They don't want to hire somebody who has no high school diploma or GED, not even a McDonald's. What you need, dear? My biggest concern is losing my job because this is my only income, and the owner of the store just doesn't seem to want to do anything with the place. If this goes, I don't know what I'm going to do because it's so hard to find a job, and the job that I have. I'm able to bring my daughter to work every single day. She comes, she'll help me on the register. You know, when he does get stock, she'll help me, but it's very seldom that he even gets anything, and it's sad. My daughter's name is Dakira. She's nine years old. She's in fourth grade. My relationship with my mom is
6: good, and I just love her.
7: Tell me about what your daily routine is like. You go to school, and what happens then?
6: Uh, I come to the store, we bring board games, and we play, and we just stay here until nine o'clock, then we go home. I work the cash register and the independence card machine.
7: Is it a pretty complicated job?
6: No, it's not when you learn it, but when you're just
2: starting to learn it, it's really hard.
7: Four more years from now, she'll uh, be moving into uncharted educational territory beyond where you ever went.
5: Yes, yes, absolutely. And she should be okay going. If not, you know, like I said, it's something I got to deal with. But I'm not the one when it comes to my baby. Don't play. Yeah, have This guy
3: Sure
8: do. Five hours of change. Have a good day, dear. Thank you. Well, each clipper that I have has a specific job. The master clip, all-purpose clip, a detail clipper, a 76er. This is the most powerful clipper in the industry. A barber's ace in the hole clipper. These walls trimmers are usually for young men, the kids. These trimmers right here are for people that have what I call short foreheads. This clipper right here is quiet, but it's also powerful. And you have to be careful with this clipper because it will do surgery. It has what they call surgical blade on it. Antonio McDuffie, owner of Antonio's Hair Design, 419 East Patapsico Avenue. As my cards say, Antonio's Hair Design, making a difference in the way you look and feel. And that's who I am. In this barbershop, uh, we don't play any rap music. I'm an old school guy, so I like old school music. When I started this business, I was actually the first black barbershop in the area. And coming to Brooklyn was a a challenge and I took a chance, but it has worked out where I have a relationship with everyone. I am an ordained minister also, an elder at my church, so I do relay that type of faith to my customers in conversation, not beating them down with religion, but just to empower them that they can have a better life a better situation and there is hope for whatever they're going through in our neighborhood in this community to be honest there's drugs there's prostitution you have to command your area this is my area this is where i make a living i can't have a lot of negativity around because that will kill my business, which kills my livelihood, which kills my ability to take care of my family. To step out there and step up and say, you you can't do that around here. It's all in the way you present it. Those same guys that come through here that were doing bad years ago, they come back and tell me that they're trying to get their GED. They're trying to find a job, you know. I had a young man this morning came in that was out there selling drugs and I used to always talk to him. You know, he asked me about a job, but then he relayed to me he can't read. You know, that was my opportunity to tell him, this is what you need to do.
9: My name is uh, Marcus Carter, Um, I work at Antonio's Hair Design on East Patasco Avenue, Brooklyn, Maryland. Antonio used to cut my hair so I wanted to get into the profession and um, he basically took me on as his apprentice. I started coming in November of 2011 just sitting in the barbershop, shop watching what he do you know seeing how you conduct yourself as a barber. I've been incarcerated twice did three years I came home stayed home for 15 months and I got locked back up and I did another four and a half years. And I came home in 2011. So me actually um, taking this barbering thing seriously helped me focus on the good things and the positive things in life and helped me stay out of trouble from the things that I used to do. When, when I take money home to take care of the things that need to be taking care of for my kids and stuff, I don't got to have a subconscious about saying like, I got it this way, I got it that way. I know I earned it the right way, so it feels more pleasing to me to be able to provide for my family.
6: If you're just tuning in, you're on 400 East Patapsico Avenue. It's Out of the Blocks, a special edition of The Signal. One hour of radio, one city block, everybody's story.
4: Nothing out here for us. If you down here, I don't even know how you hit. Like right, right. out of everywhere. Right, you found Brooklyn. Like people don't even know what Brooklyn is when we talk about. It. We say Brooklyn maybe Brooklyn, New York. No, it's a Brooklyn and Maryland. Like it's no man's land. It's two ways in and it's two ways out. It's one bridge this way and it's one bridge that way. Anytime if they want us just took off from the rest of the world, they can just lift the bridge up. Like we can't even get out of Brooklyn. Like we can make it to Cherry Hill and that's it. We can't even get out. Like we stuck.
10: say my name on this block everybody know me I've done mine here what I'm telling you right now is you have to have appreciation for more than just money in order to enjoy this life my name is Gary Uh, but my name for the streets back then was God I go back to 92 I came here cuz I heard they were selling drugs here and I came here with nothing else in mind but to get money that was my story then when I came here it was seen like it was just it was it was more white people buying crack at that particular time, that's when the epidemic has really just hit. A lot of people were spending a lot of money, they're giving up a lot of shit just to get high. And that's what it was. At that particular time, that's all I was chasing was money. I got locked up here, I got robbed here, I beat people up here, you know what I'm saying? I've been in a situation where I had to shoot out with people here. It's, it's nothing good or, or, or in, in the sense where oh, I feel like I'm a gangster, nah, I just survived all those situations. That said, I mean, where are you at now with your life? What's going on with you these days? Well, right now I got my own cleaning service, man. You know, I, I decided to turn it over. Well, that was a part of the decision when I had to do seven and a half years in the federal penitentiary for these streets. You know, so I, I feel that I owe these people something because it seemed like through the years I took so much from them. My biggest addiction was money. or oh, still is money. I'm addicted to having so I have to keep grinding to get back to where I was at without doing something illegal. I know I can. I blazed the path to get there illeg- illegally. I know I can do it legally. So I'm just trying hard, man. Just trying to out here grinding. That's all.
2: Mary Louise Miller. I'm in Tasciell in Brooklyn on what's this? 400 block. I'm on disability because my back. I had back surgery. It was in a car accident. Back in um, 2009.
7: How's that changed your life since then? Must be taking getting used to, the huh? Change
2: is terrible. I can't really work full time no more. I used to waitress full time, so I used to make a lot of money. I struggle taking the trash out now and doing laundry. Once you mess your back up, you're you're done. So right now, I'm just helping cleaning houses for old people and cleaning yards off. You know, that time I can't walk down the street, someone thinks I'm selling myself. That's horrible. I think they ought to do something with these guys, but when I'm trying to pick the women up, you know, it's sad the girls have to do that. I feel sorry for them. If they need clothes. Like one I just met at the street, she needed some clothes, something to eat. I let her come in take a shower, fed her, I let her get a couple hours of sleep. Yeah, I help them out. They need cigarettes or food, clothes, but I ain't going to give them their money for drugs.
4: Family man, they ain't, they nothing. Nothing. <laughs> really? Nothing. I met my mother finally when I was 16. She was a crackhead, of course, I guess. I'm not a crack baby though. She started after I was born. But anyway, I meet her when I'm like 16, finally. My sister do some shit. she smacked me, and it was a natural reaction for me to like swing back, I ain't mean to, I ain't knock her out or nothing, you know what I mean, it was just something like stay in your place, so my sister tell my mother that uh, Ty smacked me, next thing you know my mother start kirking out, like I hate him, he's a demon, get the f out, get the f out,
11: yeah. My name is Betty, and I live in the 400th block of East Patapsco Avenue. 64 years I've been here. I was born here, went to school here. We had a really good neighborhood, and we, we felt safe, and it's different now.
7: You have a, a beautiful screened-in porch. It must be a really interesting place to sit and watch the world go by.
11: You could yes. sit there all night. Some nights I've even slept out there.
7: Tell me about some of the uh, inspiring things you see on the street and some of the things that are really hard to stomach.
11: Well, one day morning, I had two people sitting under my tree, drunk, Hungover, whatever, and they had sex right in front of me.
7: Did you? Uh, did you announce yourself, or did you just let them go about their business?
11: Let them have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie's helping clean out my basement, and Rethel is also helping clean out my basement. From the tenant moving, he left it so just.
12: She had someone down there who who kind of trashed it up a little bit, so we're helping her out. We're going to get it all squared away for her. My brother, he's going to uh, give her an estimate on putting new flooring down and uh, make her house better, maybe even a better selling point down the road.
11: I was told I should have got the hell out of Brooklyn 20 years ago and went somewhere else. I can't believe the difference.
12: People took pride in their properties, even though they were row homes right on the avenue. People were always cleaning their stoops, have flower pots out, you know, uh, decorations in the windows, especially if the Orioles or the Colts were doing good at the time. And, it, you know, it was a great place to have a family. And now, you look at these people, they're just walking death. You can see it in their faces. It's not gonna get any better. The only thing I see for this part of town, down the road. It's going to be just like Sparrows Point and anything else. One big ass parking lot for a large company.
6: You're tuned to a special edition of The Signal. Out of the Blocks, 400 East Patapsico. One hour of radio, one city block. Everybody's story. Don't touch that dial.
0: It's a special edition of the Signal out the blocks, four hundred
3: East Patapsco. From Aaron Hankin and Wendell Patrick.
2: One hour radio, one city block, everybody's story. Everybody's story.
3: Everybody's story. Everybody's
13: story. My name is Jeffrey Shore. Address four thirty two East Patapsco Avenue. Patapsco Bird Feed and Supply. Like here in the morning we have like coffee, donuts, everything, all the, all the racing guys come in, sit here, there's about 20 of us in the morning, and we sit around, drink coffee
1: and just talk about pigeons. We come in and uh, rehash things that happened 30 years ago, 50 years ago, lying to each other how good each other is, you know, and it just keeps us old guys going a little longer, you know.
14: You're talking to some of the better pigeon flyers right here, especially guys seated fray and weather. Trust me, I wouldn't lie to you. I would lie to them, but I wouldn't lie to you.
1: Well, My name's Fran Weber. been racing birds for 65 years. 76 years old. It was born in me. My father told me when I was probably like 10 months old, I used to sit in the kitchen and just stare at the birds in the yard all day long. Yeah. I went through 17 women for my pigeons. 17 women, because the women don't like pigeons because they're too time consuming. My name is George E. Miller. I've had pigeons
4: 57 years. Pigeon flying is the greatest sport in the world. And the key to it is you have to have good birds. They all look good, but they're not all good. He's gotta have the genetic makeup behind him to be good. All the training in the world ain't gonna help him if he's not born with that genetic makeup,
15: to come home. Right. My name's George Eisenhart. I'm 76, and I had pigeons when I was seven years old. Back then, you used to go around see pigeons flying. and You would stop there, and them old geezers would sell you old junk pigeons. And they'd tell you, dip their head in the water so they'll forget to come back to me. Well, brother, when you dip their heads in the water, they were glad to get out of that coop and go right back to him, and he would try to sell you back. And when I went to school I did the same thing to the other
14: boys. <laughs> my name is Asbury Hopewell. When I was at Lamel Junior High School, I had a teacher, Dr. Emory. She said, Asbury Hopewell, you're gonna flunk my science course unless you come up with one hell of a science project. So I thought and thought, and I've always had these pigeons. So I brought them to school one day and I had the kids in the class, including the teacher, write messages and put it in a capsule. And I had them release the pigeons out the window. They said, well, what are you doing now? I said, tomorrow I'll bring in each one of what you written down. They said, ah, uh, it's impossible. So the next day I came in and uh, voila, I got an A in the court. <laughs> she still sees me today and she's still teaching uh, well into her 70s. And uh, she still we still talk about that and laugh about it.
1: Steve Crane, 65 years old, been doing this for probably 50 years, race day proves it all. Because that's when you find out if it was all worth it. There's only one winner and the rest of them walk out of the club. What if heads down looking at the ground there's only one winner?
7: Talk about what it's like to, you know, sit there waiting, be looking at the horizon, and then finally see those boots. Look it up to your neck gets
1: sore. And <laughs> looking around. And you're just sitting there waiting, drinking a glass of iced tea, and man here comes a bird.
14: And it's like a euphoria, it's a high, it's something that's undescribable that something like this could make it and transverse like that and get back home.
4: As a rule, if he don't come back, 9 out of 10 chances a hawk got him. Or he hurt himself, broke a wing, and he can't make it home. But if anything left in him, he'll come. If he's a good one, he'll be there. No
6: doubt about mind about that. Trinta's got a little cut, shortcut taper in the back and some feathers around the side, with a couple of pieces for color. Okay, hello, I'm Quilly, the stylist in 435 East West Hapsicole at Diamond's Cuts. Let's blend it in there. I don't know, it's just my nickname. My name is M'quilla, so everybody call me Quilly for short. Put this glue onto this piece right here. Just do it neatly like this, so it can make it look pow. I have twin girls, I have three girls, by the way, I have twin girls, they 12, they be 13 this year, and I have a six year old girl, Jade, Jewel, and Jordan. I need to teach them things, because I could be, you know, gone a day or tomorrow, you feel me, like, certain things, like, as far as them, you know, knowing how to have common sense, because they real smart, all three of them, they real smart, but I want you to be able to, a situation can come along, and then you need to figure out what the smart thing is to do. Pick up my daughters right now. They was at the library doing their homework. My name is Jade and I'm in the tw- sixth grade. My name is Jordan and I am in kindergarten. My name is Drew. I'm 12 and I'm in the sixth grade.
7: What do you What do you think is the most important lesson in life that your mom has taught you so far?
2: If somebody hit me, hit them back.
6: <laughs> uh,
16: All uh, right, My name is Scott Spencer, I'm on the uh, 400 block East Patapsico.
7: What's on your mind? What are you up to today?
16: Uh, I just got my daughter back and now I'm spending all my time with her, that's about it. I went to jail, my, my baby's mother was pregnant and um, started doing heroin, crack, anything she can get her hands on, pills. And um, she gave my daughter up for adoption at the hospital and just gave her away. I came home after doing like three years. And I've been looking for her ever since. Nine months later, I got her back, and she's in my arms.
7: What's your daughter's name?
16: Anna. What was it like
7: uh, the first time you get to see Anna after you'd gotten out of prison?
16: (sighs) Like a weight been lifting off my shoulders, because I never wanted to be a bad father. My father was never there for me. So I I, I vowed to never let that happen. And, And I stuck to my guns, and I got her.
7: So what are you doing now to make ends meet, pay the bills?
16: I, I work as a dishwasher during the day, and uh, I work night shift for uh, as a security guard, and I fight for a living too, doing MMA. How'd you get into that? Uh, being on the streets, fighting all the time, getting in fights, you know. Because I mean, obviously, as you can see, I'm white, so it's kind of you know you got to prove yourself around here type thing, and if and that's the way it rolls, and you know, my father actually right above here he used to go to the boxing gym when he when when he was boxing professionally, and. Uh, that's where it all kind of started. I figured, you know, I might as well start doing something with my life. So I've been doing that now for about uh, since I was like 13. I'm 24 now. And these fights, is it a pretty good purse on the line? How does that money thing work up? If you win, it's usually about 100, 300 dollars. Because I'm not up there real big yet. But you know, I'm working on it. Things take time, so you want to make the money with time into it. When it's showtime, it's showtime. It's that's it. There's nothing else matters. The only thing that matters is beating the living crap out of this person until they don't get up, <laughs> simple as that. I got a daughter to feed, what do they got? You know what I mean, that's the way I look at it. It's a special
0: edition of The Signal, one hour of radio, one block, everybody's story.
2: Out of the blocks, 400 East Potasco Avenue.
13: Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, and the address is 423 East Patapsico Avenue. Early birds and all night, the studio. We do a little bit of music and audio. I start with the pattern. Some people start with the drums. I I find an instrument, start off with a little melody, play that, record that into the program. Most of the time you start with a loop because that's the basis of the hook might lay down. Basic drums, meaning I start with my kick drum. Once I get past the kick drum or the bass work, I start doing percussion, which involves uh, hi-hats and crashes and cymbals and different things like that. Once you get to that point, you kinda got a beat. I started off DJing when I was about like 15 or 16 and then started transforming from the DJ kinda into the beats. Add to that, I started doing the recording thing myself, you know, as a job. I did work with um, a lot of artists in the city, but to name a few, I mean, you got Task Hattie, the Dines, Tony Overtime, over Smash, Charm City C, AG, Maniac Dre. A lot of people that's been doing it for a nice bit of time, basically. At some point in time, they might have swung through, whether, you know, for one thing or another.
7: Tell me about how you got your uh, professional name, Steven Spielberg. In
13: school, when you read my real name off a of paper, people call it Steven. Stephen, Stefan, pronounced, but it's S-T-E-P-H-E-N. So since people started calling me Stephen, I added the Spielberg, as in like the outer space movie. Thought I was always into like that type of stuff, so I kind of like like that for my music. When I got in, everything was still analog. Computers weren't involved. Actually, I probably failed typing class the worst ever. Like it took for a friend of mine named Justin to show me like one day, like, look those beats that you're trying to record into a multi-track recorder, you can record them into the computer track for track. So I'm like, well, how many tracks does it have? And he telling me as many till the computer stop. That's when I touch a computer. So he left me there with the computer for overnight. He wake up. I never went to sleep and there you go. Hi, my name's Phyllis Beck, and I live at 444 East Patapsco Avenue. It's my cat, Raven. She's still getting yet. Not even a year old. A handful. Aren't you, baby girl?
15: I was walking a friend to go see her boyfriend, and an SUV struck me from behind. I flew off and hit the windshield, rolled off, cut my left leg on the guardrail all the way down to the bone and rolled down the rock embankment. They had to fly me in by back because they were afraid I was going to die. Hi, uh, my name is Anthony Beck, and I live at 444 East Patapsco Avenue. And you're Phyllis's son? Yes, sir.
13: The hospital called me uh, about 1.30 in the morning. Not way to get there until the following, you know, later on that morning because the buses weren't running. I didn't have money for a cab, so and then when I get in there, it was just like they told me he had two hematomas, which is why he has the memory loss.
15: It messed up my uh, memory. I forget what part. I think it's the long-term memory. I have a real hard time remembering the past, but I can remember from, like, when I was hit until now. What's it feel like to...
7: Not be able to remember anything from your own
15: childhood. I hate it. At times it makes me so upset I just want to sit there in the corner and cry. But I'm tough through it. I thought I was going to pretty much be wheelchair bound. I actually even asked them would I be able to walk again. They told me it's a big possibility I wouldn't. But I came through because I told them I'm not going to let this stop me. And... I pushed and pushed myself to start walking more and more. And I actually started walking before I should've. <laughs> In a way, it's like you became a brand new person after this happened. Yeah, pretty much. It's taught me to just be happy that I have what I have and don't let anybody get to. Calvin Jones, Daryl Dawson, my name is Gerard Diamond, Diamond Cuts. cuts.
17: 4:35 I came out here years ago, being in the streets, but I left the streets alone now, but that's how I got
18: in this area. I opened up a shop back in uh, 2000. Kelly actually came and uh, worked for me. He was one of my, my barbers back then. I never uh, had my own shop. This is my first shop that I had. You know? It's crazy. I watched Kelly grow from nothing to something.
17: You know, yeah I mean, I went in and out of jail for 10 years I had a hard life, you know what I mean Took the last 18 months I spent in jail And said I'm going to change my life We wind
19: up in the the jail together in Annapolis Cali like Roddy, man uh, When I go home, I ain't going to be with this Dealing and all that, man Man, what you going to do when you go home? I'm like, man, I call home I talk to my man, my buddy, my friend My connection or whatever I'm going home and get it
17: Well, that's cool. This is Kelly saying that's cool, but uh, I'm not with it. I took time to get inside my own head and figured out what I needed to do with 24 hours to change my life. So I said to myself, you take eight hours. Eight hours of your day, you're going to sleep. If you got a job, you take eight more hours out of the day. That's 16 hours right there of working. So if you put your other eight into your kids, into your family, then you got a full day. You do that routine every day, you can change your whole life. You know, I
19: get busted and all, and then I pick up a major addiction, heroin. I went
18: through a uh, rough time, 2010.
19: It's cold, you know, I'm sitting in my car, I'm all strung out. The uh, charge was a
18: um, drug conspiracy, and I uh, actually was uh, gone for, uh, incarcerated for three years.
19: And I called and said, man, I'm sitting in my car, man. Did I really think he was, was coming? No. Well anyway I look up, I'm nodding out in the car, I look up, he's dead. He take me straight to the house, no questions, no nothing.
18: And it's just a, a blessing that I had a barber like Kelly that worked for me and he brought me in
19: with him. He 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 just made me feel, you know, welcome. Like this this is my my house, this is your house.
18: I never planned on coming to work for him, but it it worked out for me.
17: My godmother said something to me at 19. She said, what you gonna do the same thing you're doing at 19, at 30? And I woke up in the same cell that I was in when she told me that at 19. At 30 years old, I woke up in the same cell at 30 years old, and that's what woke me up.
1: From 400 East Patapsco Avenue, it's a special edition of The Signal, out of the blocks. More after the break.
0: East Patapsco Avenue. It's a special edition. It's the signal. Out of the blocks,
17: a simple concept from the minds of Aaron Hinkin and Wendell Patrick.
6: One hour of radio, one city block, everybody's story.
20: I'm Pat Wills, owner of Wills Printing Company, 417 East Patapsco Avenue, Brooklyn, Maryland. We're what you call an old-time printer. Sean McClyman, and I've been here about 17 years now.
4: Uh, My name is Jamie Gaines, and I've been here about eight years.
20: We would be nothing without these two employees. Wool's Printing Company wouldn't be here. This is an AB Dick, and it runs two colors.
1: This is a Heidelberg windmill machine.
4: This is a thermography machine.
1: This is a um, industrial
20: paper cutter.
4: This is a folder and it does exactly what it's called it folds paper
20: (laughs) and we print uh, letterheads envelopes a lot of tickets labels and we've had a lot of the same customers for 40 45 years Mr. Wills is still alive but he's 82 and he's uh, uh, really not physically capable to come in the last 12 years We met at a local restaurant called the 4100 Club, which is about three blocks from here. And I was a year out of high school. He was an older man. He was 32. I was 19. I know that sounds shocking now, but we got married about six months later. And when we first married, which was 48 and a half years ago, he decided to go into his own business. They want to know if there's any other besides the white gloss.
3: Um, there's two different sets they want. So if you can call up ExpedX and find out if they have, like, an ivory or I bl- I didn't think so. Before the I know, And they so. said the regular stock would be fine. My name is Andrea Mayer, and Pat Wills is my mother.
7: And also, I guess, officially your uh, b- boss. boss as well, right? Yes. <laughs> What's it like to have a mom as a boss?
3: Interesting.
7: <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs>
20: Well, in high school, I wanted to go to college, and I tried out for University of Baltimore to become a teacher, and I'll have to say this, I hate to say it, but my mother was discouraging because she was like, why go and waste your money on college when you'll probably just get married anyway.
7: So you ended up getting married right out of high school, but now you're also running your husband's business probably didn't imagine that would be happening
3: probably not I didn't get married till I was 37 or 38 I don't want to say I feel sorry for that generation but I think having the ability to take care of yourself is really important and uh, that's something that I've had the benefit of and I think a lot of women my mother's age that wasn't an option for them I'm sure once I take over the business in about 50 years, (laughs) there's certain things I'll definitely change, you know. Hopefully it will make more money. But yeah, we've kept it running for a long time, and you saw the uh, updated equipment we have out there. (laughs) I'm
9: Block. We're on on 5th and Patapsico. And your name again is Block. Block. And what I see myself doing, I'm going to school for my CDLs to uh, be an over road trucker. How old are you, Block? Twenty three.
7: So twenty three years old. Yeah. What's uh, what have you been doing with yourself up to now? Before you, you know, made this uh, uh, plan to become a truck driver. Oh, I made some
9: bad decisions, some things I'm not proud of. But I mean, out here, life is not promised. And then now we're having kids, so it's like. You gotta better yourself for your kids so your kids don't have to meet the same obstacles you had to go through. What appeals to you about the open road? Just the point of sight of seeing new things. Like, it's more that I want to see and it's more that I want to show my children.
21: Sometimes I feel like I just want to give up. That's it.
7: You seem like you've got a lot of stress and worry on your shoulders.
21: I have an awful lot. Because I'm going to tell you exactly what happened to me. I met this guy. We dated for nine months. I got no an argument with him, and he left. And I did not know that this man was sick. This man did not tell me he was sick. So two nights ago, I thought I was taking my vitamin, which is in that bureau right there, and I grabbed the wrong pill, and I took it, and I got definitely sick, and I started throwing up and everything, and my daughter-in-law caught up to find out what pill it was, and it's for HIV. I just want to go and get this test because I can't sleep at nighttime, I think about it why did he do this to me but I can understand why he's doing it because he must have had this for a long time because it's eating his brain off I mean I, I'm telling you he don't remember anything now I would get up in the morning I'd fix some breakfast and I'd bring it in and I'd set it down and he'd sit down there and he'd look at the plate and he'd say where's my breakfast at his, his brain's gone it's like he don't know what he's doing
7: Do you think you'll ever see him
21: again? I'm praying I do, but I don't know. The only thing I know is this man, I do not want him to be by himself because I want to take care of this man. That's all I want. I just want this man to be in my life so I can take care of him. I don't want him to die and and me not being taken care of him.
7: It's amazing to hear you talk about how much you want to take care of him, even though everything that he's put you through.
21: I want to take care of him. I love him. I mean, if I do got it, there's nothing I can do about him. But I don't want that man to die knowing that I didn't help him. I just really don't want him to die. That's it. He'll be back. I know he'll be back. Let it go with that.
22: Erica Robbins, 419 East Patexico Avenue, and this is Antonio's hair salon and barbershop. I enjoy just making people look good and feel good. I never desired to be a beautician, but I kind of fell into it. Me and my girlfriend would walk around and do hair, and then when I got out of high school, I went to hair school. I wanted to go to college, but financial situations with my parents didn't afford me that. So I had to um, choose my plan B, which was hair school, and I paid for it myself. And when I turned 25, which was the age that you can independently apply to college on your own without needing your parents' information, I attended college. I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. My options were business management, I don't know, but I just felt like I can do more, something more inspirational because, I, like I said, I love helping people and making them feel good. And I felt led to do the theology. And the school that I attend was one of the colleges that offered theology. It was between Morgan State University and Notre Dame. So I decided to go to Notre Dame. Uh, when did you want to come in? Or a champ. Uh, we just say a relax and a cut, or you just need a trim. Uh, a lot of my clients range from five years old to 60. So um, I've helped them through their divorces, marriages, just getting together. They're, you know, rearing their children. You know, a lot of times women take on a lot, and they never really live to their full potential because they're always trying to make everybody else happy. Just hearing that from my clients gives me that. Inspiration to to just show people no, you can be whoever you want. You know, yes, I'm a beautician, but I can also be you know a leader in another in another way as well.
0: So my name is Dana Robinson, better known as DJ. This is 429 Metro PCS. Go ahead and take a walk in real quick. We have cases. We you have the S3. We have the Galaxy S4. dollars but the S3. We have the, we the LG, LG L9. L9 to that the F3's, um, that the one Nokia's, has the new View Touch on there. The LG View, basically, connection you need between the LG Snapdragon processor on the, the S4s allow you to um, run multiple, multiple there's other applications at one time really fast as well. The S Voice on the Samsung, and then with the Nokia, real business talking to it, like the Samsung business and run Excel spreadsheets or Microsoft product. We definitely have that. that available for you as well. To be honest with you, this was a a career opportunity for me. This is basically a chance for me to go ahead and uh, to prove to myself that I can go ahead and manage a business on my own. When I first pulled in the neighborhood, I knew off the Bucks, I was like, yo, this reminds me, uh, you know, DC for it, you know? I was like, hold up, hold up. I said, okay, I know where I'm at right now. You know, you kind of relate if you already been in an area like that, so me, I would just post up outside passing out flies, getting to know people around um, the neighborhood, talk to them. It's not like I don't know how to talk to, you know, my people because this is, I mean, even though I'm not from this area, we all wanted the same regardless. You know, we, we may be from different areas and might say, okay, we, uh, I don't know this area like that, but at the same time, it don't matter because we're still able to relate with each other on this level.
7: i got to be honest with you, DJ. When I first pulled up and saw you out here, I thought, oh man, the neighborhood boys are going to give this guy a hard time. But, you know, the more I talk to you, the better I get to know you. I imagine they probably really admire you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't come at them like, you know, I'm some thug off the street or anything. You know, they can they can tell where I've come from or my background. You know, like they always say, Reals don't recognize real. I don't have to say it. I'm here to tell you that I'm a businessman. We come from different sides of the field you know and we coming together to meet and it's just like you know there's no there's no reason to be on beef you know there's no reason to be okay who's this new kid on the block you know why is he on this block you know don't be posted up on this block this ain't your block you know that's how any one of them can act you know because they post up out here on time they do what they do you know so they walk by and they just say hi or they wave or they just nod their head you know whatever it is that you do you know i'm just gonna respect you too that's just how it is
23: My name is Lakeisha, I'm 439 Patapsico Mart, cash or food stamps, food stamps, 9.59. Yeah. This is Ruby, he don't speak English, he only talks Punjabi, and this is Gavi, he know a little bit of English, but not that much. <laughs> they are from India, but I've been here for a year because Gavi's brother Bobby kept coming to save on food. Asking me to come up here, he paid me more. He kept He just kept coming, and asking me, and I finally left that job and came up here because he was paying me more.
4: <laughs> Hello, I'm. Um, my my name's Gavi. The my brother, is the owner, of the Kisha, the Ruby, the employee, a job.
23: We sell everything. Whatever you want, we got it, except for liquor. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we got whatever you need, baby. Formula, butt cream, itch cream. Whatever. <laughs> Jimmy, if you throw another coin at me, one more time, tell you about that. Throw something else in.
7: It must give you an interesting insight on life to be behind that counter and to see this parade of so many lives pass before your eyes.
23: Every day I have seen Buck, his brother had got killed here seven months and three days. His brother had got shot right there in the middle of the street and passed away. So, I mean, I done seen a lot of stuff going on out here in Brooklyn. Like I said, it's the new faces that come out here and try to rob the young boys that stand on the corner. They don't get what they want. They still want to shoot, you know. It's just crazy. 1208. I was always taught to be happy and not so sad all the time. So I smile even when it hurts. <laughs> I'm always smiling. Yeah.
0: Thank you, baby. Right. My name Buck. We on 5th and Patapsico. We've been out here for a minute. I guess it was another fella
7: named Buck who got killed on that street corner, yeah? That was my little brother. Do you want to maybe just say a few words about what happened and lessons you learned about that that you want to share with people?
4: Not really, just I guess the good die young, I guess. People die on this block, because people get disrespectful, and some people just don't like how people handle their business when it comes down to doing whatever they're doing for us. Illegal shit. Somebody comes, somebody goes. We just get used to it. We adapt. Make sure it ain't you. All right. <laughs> when that person goes, just make sure that person ain't you, because always remember, they did not stop making guns when they made his. <laughs> the unwanted end up here. Where we at right now in Brooklyn, Maryland. 21225. That's where we at. And if you make it out of here, you that. You that.
7: And I'm gonna make it up out of where we at, but when you think a year, five years, ten years down the road, what do you what do you want that to be like? For me?
4: Yeah. Oh, I wanna be the n who own this hood in ten years. With all this rapper money I'm ready to get. I'ma tell them what I'm here for. Big fame, names all over billboards. It's only right that we make it, we kinda pay for it. And understand that the struggle we wasn't made for it. See it was gave to us, and yet we raised it. We just be killing these beats till we get paid for it. Cause at the end of the day, we gon' be heard, boy. We steady making the way, nobody paid for it. Corners like a boxer, haters tryna knock me out. Money is a hobby now. It's what make the world around. That's probably why I'm busy now.
19: Probably why I'm busy now. Probably why I'm busy now. I'm busy now.
21: Busy now.
6: To a special edition of the signal out of the blocks from the minds of radio producer Ern Hicken and music producer Wendell Patrick. You can check out photos online at WendellPatrick.com.
1: WendellPatrick.com. And you can hear this program anytime on
3: demand at WYPR.org. WYPR.org. Aaron and Wendell want to thank every one of us who took a leap of faith and shared our stories and our lives. For
23: 88.1 WYPR,
0: your NPR news station, this is 400 East Patapsco.
2: Signing off.
3: Signing off. Signing off.